0: Hello oh, and you are very welcome to Dan and Dara on Douglas South FM, I am Dara McNicholas And I'm Dan Eric. Happy New Year Dan Absolutely, same to you, Woo-hoo. how are we doing? Oh we're great, yeah listen, come on, you know, it's the first show of the new year um, Deadly, yeah
1: Absolutely, thoroughly looking forward to it
0: Yeah, we're going to tear yeah. into the new year now like uh, a couple of Things that tear into things. I was not, maybe terriers. I don't know. I was going to say something else that probably <laughs> wouldn't have been appropriate, but I'm glad I stopped myself. Um, yeah, don't want that kind of stuff live in your radio, I can tell you.
1: No, absolutely not.
0: So, Dan, today I think it is only um, um, appropriate that we have a look back at our own year. And mm-hmm. uh, now, last week, obviously, we were just talking about 2021 in general. I think we should just take a moment and uh, review. Uh, the Dan and Dara and the Dan and Dara doability year uh, and the year that's been in it because it's been kind of interesting, really. Oh, for sure,
1: absolutely. We've had we've had a number of um, interesting conversations and um, thought prov- provoking conversations um, with a number of different people. Yeah, it's it's been it was brilliant.
0: Yeah, and we didn't just arrive here live on the radio just by accident either.
1: No, absolutely not. Uh, and they're they're still trusting us, which is great news.
0: Yeah, pretty much. Um, you know, despite my best efforts, uh, <laughs> to, uh, not push the right button or uh, to close the, shut the whole um, sort of uh, recording down, which I was found very difficult to do. But I managed to do it anyway. You know, so let's just see how far into twenty twenty two we're actually going to get. <laughs> So now we started out, we started out 2021 as a couple of still podcasters. Yes. Yeah. With Dan and Dara Doability, uh, which is our, and just for anybody who is just uh, joining us, um, you can find us at Dan and Dara Doability um, on Facebook, uh, at Instagram, and at gmail.com if you want to uh, have a chat with us.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and you can also find uh, us personally as well. Dar, where, where can people find you?
0: Uh, you'll find me at Magnetism Media, uh, also on uh, Facebook uh, and Instagram, and Magnetism Uh My website. Daddy. Go have a look at my website. I like my website. It's a lovely <laughs> website. <I laughs> it, it. certainly is. I do. I, <laughs> <do>. I <laughs> love it. It certainly is. It's and now, where can people find you? Uh,
1: you can find me at Airy Communications. Um, that's A I or E Y Communications
0: um, on Facebook and Instagram. Okay, so we kind of started out the year Dan um, with, with, a, with a with a big one. Uh, mm. I have to say, it kind of went downhill after that. But we started. We said we go big or go home. We had uh, Dr. Tom Clonan, soldier, journalist, campaigner, and uh, father. Of uh, a son own with a disability, and uh, he, I think it's only fair to say, sometimes an angry man.
1: Yeah, no, un- understandably, he, yep. he's got every right to be. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I'm considering he has sure. the skills, he, he has the skills acquired to kill people as well. I <laughs> don't think anyone should really be annoying Tom <laughs>
1: Uh No, but I don't think he's that way inclined outside of an army situation, so I think we're covered.
0: Yeah, I, I think you are now. In fairness, we were talking about the time about. Own, I suppose, his son and, and and the challenges he was facing, and through COVID and couple up to his mm-hmm. leaving, insert, and we were able to, I suppose, sharing the fact that later on during the year that Owen did get into college, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which wasn't without its own um, sort of inevitable speed bump. Yeah, but he finally did actually get into college because the college he was getting into um, really didn't have the capability to deal with somebody with a, with a disability. Um. Which is unacceptable. Which is unacceptable. So we're just going to listen to a little bit of uh, the wonderful Tom Clonan. One of
2: the other positive things that happened this year was in 2020, despite COVID and everything, Owen turned 18. And he was able to vote for the first time in the general election. And he did not. <laughs> he, voted. Mm-hmm. he voted for the people he felt gave, cared about him and his concerns and uh, you know that was that was a great moment for him to get in and uh, exercise his 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 civic rights so you know that's kind of what i'm hoping to do and I, and I hear what you're saying dara about how difficult it might be to have something like a you know a saint patrick's day festival where we celebrate our difference but it was just an idea and like when you said at the outset. Just tell me what it is and I'm in. You know, we, we will, I will, we will eventually, we know, we'll use the opportunity of lockdown to think about this. Um, but if anybody out there, you know, has an idea about around something which we can mobilize, then, you know, we, I'd love to hear from them and see if it's something we can get working on. Because we need, we need to change things. We have to go from being the worst place to being, and I think we could easily be the best place in the world to have a disability, why not? Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Well, I you think you're right. You're right though, Tom. Come on, let's go. We're we're right behind you here. You know, yeah, we'll we we'll, we'll <laughs> follow we'll we'll follow you into battle. But it's just I I don't want I don't want the parade. It's about, it's about having a vision. Yeah, but I don't want to parade. No parades, please. You By know, because you. well no, in fairness, I, cause I just remember because obviously I am from the country and I'm, I'm from a small town. And I just remember one year uh, St Patrick's Day parade you mentioned it, it was kind of like you know, the usual in, in the country it's uh army standard or flag bearers generally fca or uh pdf or sorry whatever they call these says rdf uh you know fire brigade uh has to have to rush off guard a car I and mean, then there's gonna be a couple of tractors cement lorry um uh farmer butcher sort of type thing but one year actually the elderly from the uh old folks home marched in it i just thought it was, it was the oddest thing I, I would hate for that to be a parade of people with disabilities though Yeah,
2: I'm not. I'm not thinking about it in those terms. That's okay.
0: That's fine. I'm still in.
2: Remember, remember, uh, Riverdance. Riverdance became an an international cultural phenomenon that got the attention and the imagination of the world. And that's what I what what I'd like. And I I remember the energy around the Special Olympics when Ireland was the host country. (sighs) Savage. But I'd I'd love to have some of that energy every year, every year, to remind Irish people like Christmas like Easter, that this is the most important... This is the, the most important community of citizens in our society. We, we need to go from being at the bottom to being at the top. And that's the vision. How we get there... <laughs> I hear you. You know, should we be marching in prayer? In, uh, yeah, maybe you're right. But uh, it's just... I've been in this space now for the last 16 years, and I'm, I, I just don't know why... Irish people can do the right thing as they should for on the grounds of ethnicity, for our brothers and sisters in the travelling community, for Muslims, for all of those things, sexual orientation. People get it and they understand it and they get behind, mobilise the rights. What I'm trying to figure out is how can we get everybody to get behind our most important community, our community of people who are Abled differently as, as you said Dan
0: that's that, that's the yeah. kind of puzzle oh, we we'll, we'll go to the Phoenix kind of park so we're starting the Phoenix park and we'll have a concert <laughs> I think that's a good place to start
2: I like that a concert it might be better yeah I like that yeah. no I, I
0: think so no I think okay that, that that's our, that's our starter for 10 and um, we can get Michael D involved as well because it's, it's his it's his front garden we'll be in and uh, he can come out with his one remaining dog. Mm. And, you know, uh, right, okay, I'm gonna make a note of that. And uh, Dan, carry on. i gonna make some notes to myself over here, okay? So Dan, Tom, very um, eloquent man. Uh, Absolutely. Knows his stuff. Uh, I'm still not convinced though about the whole sort of, um, although I'm behind it, I'm still not convinced about getting everybody up the middle of a clown street, uh, like a St. Patrick State parade. Yeah,
1: I, I, uh, I'm, I'm similar to yourself. I'm 100 buying this, um, but and I would actually love to see it
2: hmm. uh,
1: personally. But uh, I, I wonder, can we shall, can we make that happen? Um, I think we should definitely try.
0: Yeah, your homework, um, your homework then for 2022. I just turn up and you have it done. Uh, <laughs> and go, yay, go, Daniel Leary. <laughs> it is,
1: I mean, the point itself makes a lot of sense in terms of bringing the disabled, differently abled community uh, together as one kind of umbrella organization, if you want to call it that, because yes, every uh, every situation, that somebody finds themselves in is different but at the end of the day like we're all looking for exactly the same thing you know it, it's a it's an opportunity to live our lives um with the least amount of restrictions possible um which is ironic given the year that we've just had and what, the situation that we're in at the minute but uh, yeah, so like, the, the, I think there is merit to that.
0: Yeah, no, there is. Um, you know, but then again, I suppose he did kind of give me some sort of uh, backing to my idea to get everybody, uh, if they wanted the, um, I suppose we were early, you know, funny enough, Dan, we were early days of uh, vaccination at that stage too. Mm. Um, yeah. Which is kind of uh, interesting to look back at. Uh, in itself, because I had come up with the idea at that stage because it was annoying me that loads and loads of people going, well, we have to have our vaccine first, we're the guards. Oh, no, we're teachers, we have to have our vaccine first. Oh, no, we're the leprechauns. We have to have our vaccine first. <laughs> and I kind of, I came up with the idea of saying that, oh, let's, let's get them all down to the Glen of Amal. Um, and let them have a Hunger Games sort of type uh, idea. Uh, and whoever won, their particular group um, got the uh, vaccine first, he was behind me yeah. on that one, and, and so I have to give credit for that. Um,
1: I, I, and, and for the record as well,
0: I am absolutely behind that too. Yeah, it's good. So Dan, we, we we rumbled into February then. Um, hmm. now obviously we're missing episodes here and stuff like that, like, but it's just kind of we're we're looking at our highlights really and things that. Um,
3: yeah.
0: yeah so an, an overview, an overview. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wonder, true Dalandara, doability, at gmail.com. <laughs> um we found uh disability a new history um from peter white of the <laughs> yeah
1: we did um this was um actually i i was notified of this um through uh one of my lectures in the masters did you do a masters yeah <laughs> i did yeah <laughs> um and find it uh thoroughly I, I don't know about you thoroughly enjoyable and uh, informative and
0: um... it was it was really 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 well put together because there was loads of stuff in it. I mean we were looking back at history really and mm. the history of disability and how it had been recorded okay so very much from an English point of view um, yeah but I suppose you're talking 16th 17th 18th century sort of type stuff I sure were not we part of it then ourselves anyway 800 years <laughs> of it So I suppose what was kind of happening there was happening here, um, really.
1: Yeah, there's some similarities, uh, worryingly, actually, when you think about it, the fact that that was kind of, you know, 16th, 17th, 18th century, and and we're still going through um, some of it. Um, And then I was interested to find that, like, some of, the way that disability was viewed at that time is actually more would you want to say progressive i don't know but definitely more understanding at times
0: yeah i i would and that was kind of one of the things that was kind of just wandering across my head here now and i think you're yeah you're you're kind of you're probably on the button there dan um it was less uh uh, yeah, I suppose the visibility of it was probably more. I mean, I know we discussed it at some point kind of uh, throughout the podcast as well that there was possibly a lot more uh, people missing legs um, mm. due to wars and uh, sort of... And I know medical science had kind of improved. You were less likely to die on a battlefield, mm. but you were probably more likely to come home missing a limb. So disability was... I think it was far more... more it was far more acceptable then.
1: Yeah, um, I, I, I think... The, word i was thinking of there was prevalent
0: it was definitely more yeah that's i think that's that's a good word because i think we kind of went from yeah yeah that's okay everything's fine uh and then we kind of it got very narrow i think and then we kind of started to kind of go oh hold on a second now um (laughs) what are we going to do with all these people with disabilities we're starting to understand it a little bit more yeah we'll put them in compounds uh is effectively kind of what happened then we built big walls around them um, and we've seen it here in this the, the Stewart's Hospital and stuff like that. Uh, uh-huh. I think what's it called? The place for uh, imbecile children or something I think they'd call it. Um, something like that. Area. Yeah, it was something weird. I think we kind of we kind of got into that kind of situation where we're kind of going, disability, uh, people with disability over this way, please. Yeah, uh, <laughs> on the bus there. Yes, thanks very much. We want you as far away from everybody as we can. And that's kind of what we started seeing and uh, it became an issue and something that had to be dealt with. And I think we did. I wouldn't say Mm. we did the best we could with what we had, but I think decisions were made and choices were taken. And that's what we ended up with was big walls, locked gates and scary places that you don't want to be. I think that's that's changing
1: yeah no absolutely i i I would definitely agree with that. I think you look at it nowadays and it's kind of like you you were saying earlier there in terms of disability being more visible and maybe more obvious at the time, I think these days we talk about like invisible disabilities and and things like that, it's become less visible these days, which is on the one hand a positive. But then at the same time, it's become less visible. So you get more people being relegated in inverted commas to the fringes of society, um, which is similar to what would have happened um, to less of an extent, but because of modern times, it's kind of become less acceptable, if that makes sense
0: um yes i suppose it does to to some degree dan uh i think yeah i understand what you're saying but i think people are out in the community now Mm. um rather than kind of in the compounds that i was alluding to earlier on the big walls um Mm. you know i think there's a lot more uh, care in the community but i think we're we've also seen so we've seen the downside of that there dan which is also um you know god i i'm wandering into something here now in my own head which is kind of funny so go I mean, with that yeah, i would yeah i know yeah so my gosh <laughs> hello Tip file hats back again uh so okay so we had everybody in one place and we were were we able to look after them in in that one place yes maybe possibly to a certain degree so now we've kind of released them into the wild <laughs> and people are back in the community yeah where they should be, I hasten to add. Before absolutely. anybody kind of meets me at the front door here with a pitchfork and <laughs> a torch, and wants to burn me at the stake, right? Absolutely, but yeah. Completely. Are the service is just not matching that yet, and oh. kind of will they? uh Have we not made the adjustment possibly quickly enough? Um, oh, absolutely I, not. Yeah, yeah. No, we haven't, I and mean, I, we may not, and we may never um i mean we've seen oh kind of god about, Darren, don't don't scare me oh, i'm like no, yeah, I, I, sorry yeah. dad, I, I don't you know what i mean it's but you yeah. know <laughs> is it because now everybody's out in, in in the wild that there's just not a collective maybe we need to go back to tom clonin and say right come on tom yeah get. yeah everybody on the bus we're heading for a street you need a whole lot of extension leads for people in the wheelchairs and Oconomy <laughs> Oconomy batteries uh and we need to make the song and dance, um, and bang the drum for everybody, mm, yeah. And to say, kind of, yeah, you made this decision, you have made this choice to close down all of these things, but now you have got to match that,
1: yeah,
0: with absolutely. services and infrastructure. Um, and we know our good friend Eve Dunphy; she's not going to be back in college this year, Dan.
1: Yeah, it's completely.
0: She's not physically going to make it into college because of her care situation completely ludicrous it's for the want of a better word dan it's harsh shit
1: yes yeah
0: there's there's no other way of putting it yeah you know you spend four years doing your undergrad you have a year done Uh in your master's yeah Uh, uh it's kind of like yeah that's great well done park up the wheelchair now dan yeah you know we can't help you anymore
1: it's, it's almost like these days they've gotten to a point where, as you said, they've they've closed down, you know, those kind of uh, institutions, if you want to call them that. And like you said, let let people out into the wild, but they haven't fed them, they haven't
0: watered them. No, they haven't made any provisions for them at all, then. It, kind of went, you know, it's, ah, yeah, it'll be grand. It'll start itself out, it'll be fine, it's somebody else's problem. Which is like,
1: it, it's in. I, I just don't get the logic around. There is no logic
0: to that. No, there clearly is no logic that. So you are uh, live here and listening to Angry Dan and Angry Dara um, <laughs> I'm going on South FM 93.9. We're going to pause just for a brief moment for some ads. Celebrating
2: 25 years of community radio for South Dublin, this is Dublin South FM. I'm Philip Twyfe for The Curly Marketer.
4: And I'm Emer Duffy of Fit Social Media, and we've got you covered on... Let's Get Social
2: on every Friday at 2pm right here on Dublin South 93.9 FM.
4: It's the only social media show with lots of great guests from all around the world.
2: Sharing the latest social media tips and tricks.
4: But the worst social media jokes ever.
2: Emer, why did the woman drop her digital marketer boyfriend? Lack of
4: engagement. Hashtag not going there, Philip. So join us
2: every Friday at 2pm on
3: Dublin South 93.9 Three point nine FM. Tasha Tabach to is <laughs> a bony and a Stop smenig
2: Shakyard, Beach Tushkindigut and media Literacy Earn. Are you part of a local community group or representative organization active in the Dunleary Rathdown area? Why not join a network of over 400 such groups in the Dunleary Rathdown Public Participation Network? You can join the group, influence local policy, get regular updates about funding and other opportunities connect with other groups like yours, publicise your group and even get free training and support. Make sure your voice is heard through DLR Public Participation Network as a registered group in the county. Don't Leary Rathdown Public Participation Network. For full information, find us online at dlrppn.ie. That's dlrppn.ie. Broadcasting from the Dundrum Town Centre, this is Dublin South FM.
0: you to Dublin South, South FM. So yes indeed you are listening to Dan and Dara on Dublin South FM, I am uh, Dara McNicholas. And I'm Dan Eric. And if you're just joining us we are having a little bit of a review of our own Dan and Dara Dubillet year uh, for 2021. Um... And if you actually want to hear of any of the episodes we're talking about, you can find us on anywhere you get your podcasts, uh, any of the platforms, Spotify, um, Anchor as well. Anchor. Oh, yeah. We live on Anchor. That's where we live, actually. We're a great couple of anchors. Um, (laughs) So, Dan, we also had uh, a minister put her foot in her mouth this year as well, Josefa Madigan, um, Mm -hmm. with her normal children comment.
1: Indeed, yeah, yeah. She she referred to, to people with disabilities as normal children.
0: Yeah. God bless that her. Good. Where is she now? I wonder. She's still doing well, I'm sure. Somewhere. Somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah, absolutely. Dear God. Um, and, and Catherine Gallagher actually came to our attention um earlier this year.
1: Yes, this was to do with um Catherine's law. Um, and we were we were able to have uh a chat with her about that which was which was really really interesting and um insightful i think she she's done some subsequent work on that uh since which has been which has been great to see but um it kind of it comes to it again in terms of getting the necessary supports like the, here she is doing doing massive amounts of work um in education trying to you know set herself up for her future um i mean well she's she's not getting the support she needs
0: yeah no absolutely um we were lucky to uh, we had the opportunity to have a chat with um catherine uh we'll just play a little bit of that today we're very fortunate to be joined uh, by catherine gallagher uh, we Afternoon. did speak about uh, Catherine's um, plight there uh, a few weeks ago, um, which thankfully has been sorted out now. Mm-hmm. I believe. Well, Catherine's going to fill us in on all this. Um, Catherine is a, a sort of re- recent graduate and she's going off to do her PhD. So Catherine Gallagher, you're very welcome and thank you for joining us today.
5: Thanks very much for having me. Delighted to be on.
0: Excellent. Now, Catherine, tell us a little bit about yourself. Now, I just learned you're from I was going to say the bottom end of Ireland, um. But the most far distance, I think, the next stop is New York, really.
5: Yeah, we do be catching the the transatlantic transatlantic flights. Um, was in past now, not not as much, not as often the last past year or so. But yeah, my name is Catherine, um. I'm from Achill in Mayo, and I do my PhD now. I've I started. I'm I'm researching the media and the political communication response to COVID in Ireland and prior to that I studied journalism uh, in DCU and I went on to do my master's in political comms which I really enjoyed and it was always my intention to go back to journalism and go back to to radio in particular uh, which is where I had my most bit of experience but I caught the research bug and um I wanted to just keep going with that. So I was very fortunate initially to be landed with a scholarship uh, after I applied. And there was a bit of a, a kerfuffle after that, which we'll probably get into.
0: A, kef- a kerfuffle. I think you're, you're so polite, Catherine.
1: Yeah, that's that's very nice way <laughs> of putting
0: it. <laughs> I love a <laughs> uh, Right, Dan, go on. Get stuck in here for the, 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 the kerfuffle.
1: I suppose, well, one thing that's interesting me actually is that uh, where your, your interest in media began, um, to start off with, because I suppose you, you were mentioning there where you, you said you were interested in kind of journalism and media and radio and that kind of thing, so where did that begin for
5: you? I think it was really, it was circumstantial and just part of the lifestyle uh, that I would have had, which was just um, trekking up and down to Temple Street for a very long time. Just my family, you know, my my family, my my mum would listen to the radio, she'd watch the six o'clock news, the nine o'clock news papers would be in the house, just one or two throughout the week. And my family and my parents were very ordinary Joe, so couldn't get any more ordinary Joe than us, really. Um, so my parents would have kept an eye on, you know, certain things, like even in the sitting room, you'd ask for help for something maybe when I was younger, and oh no, let me catch the headlines first. You know, that kind of way. Um, and then how, like, trips to Temple Street came into it was from Ackle to Dublin. it's like a four, four or and a half hour drive depending on the traffic. And that trip was being done very often from my surgical treatment and appointments and even down to Galway or even from Ackle to Castlebar. So what do you have in the car? You have a radio. So I loved listening to, to Radio 1 and... So my guilty pleasure, even when I was very young, was Liveline, and I used to know the, oh, I used to know off. kind of the schedule of the, uh, I used to know the schedule of, of Radio One uh, Inside Out, and my regional station as well, Midwest. Um, I used to really um enjoy their their kind of morning mid morning stuff. So it was really from thousands of hours in the car, I just listening to the radio, and I'm a very, I'm not a visual person at all, so I. Even in college, I would have struggled with um, the video journalism side of things. I found it physically very difficult um, dealing with big cameras and whatnot. I hated it. But radio is is one of those things you can sit down and listen, and you can sit down and do your recording and do your editing. Being a reporter and being on foot is something that doesn't appeal to me as much, unfortunately. Um, Journalism has a lot to address in terms of its ableism within the, the industry between working environment and being on foot long working hours as well and um, that aren't family friendly either you could argue. So it was really just circumstantial and loved reading as well so loved reading the newspapers and any kind of magazine or anything I'd I'd be reading so it was just just by ch- just by chance really.
0: So ableism. That's the first time it Dan. We haven't heard that one, yet, have we? Uh
5: it, it's something
1: that I I would have heard of kind of in in passing, but it's it's definitely not something that we we've mentioned. No, we haven't
0: discussed that. We've mentioned. I, before. I'm making I'm making a note of that one. Dan, actually ableism. That's because all these new words, all these new uh, terms, and how we're kind of um, yeah disabled and non-disabled we have been spending a little time uh talking about the language of of disability um and that's that's a new one thanks very much uh that's going to cause me pain now looking into that thanks very much Catherine. I, I really appreciate that uh, i think dan you you were kind of similar as well with the camera it, sort of you, issue
1: yes yeah from from an access point of view just in terms of being able to get into it i suppose uh with with the tripods that we had uh in the undergrad it was a little bit of a Little bit of an issue, to say the least, to kind of being able to get as hands-on as I as I needed to be, um, which is where the the use of a, of a PA comes in very handy uh, and is vital. I'd I'd say
0: for, for me. No, that's that, that's that's definite. I, I just yeah, I suppose it's not until I suppose you're exposed to or know yeah, you're talking about journalism as a career and being on foot and access and. Yeah, and the the savagely unfamily friendliness of it, I suppose. Yeah, so that was Catherine Gallagher, Dan. Uh, I think, yeah, uh, yeah, I think kind of part of the funny, the funny part of it was for me, and you know, it's something I, I didn't really consider an awful lot. Um, was having a chat with her, like she obviously uh, she's from Ackle, uh, an island there uh, on the west of Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, America. Um, you know, and and the sort of challenges which you might face here in Dublin um with transport and infrastructure um and all of those Mm. things living on an island in the west of ireland with a disability uh is a totally different bucket of um horse droppings (laughs) yeah for sure it's
1: always like a different country um well, there's some out. there
0: some out there might kind of consider it a different country, Dan. Let me tell you. Uh you made it yeah. onto Radio One as well, Dan, earlier on.
1: Um, I did. Yeah. Um. So you're a
0: devil for Radio One, Dan. And, and <laughs> well, the
1: RTE. i am I was self-confessed media nerd. So what were you doing out there? Um. So it was. It was essentially just talking about access again. Um. I had the pleasure of chatting to, um, Claire Byrne about, um, access provision. So, um, access to toilets on, on night out, um, access to transport, um, on a night out as well, um, which has been a consistent, um, challenge for me in terms of um i remember during the course of my undergrad uh you know calling what was it 15 different taxi companies and Mm. and not getting anywhere um since uh we have had a collaboration with free now um between free now and the Irish Future Association, um, providing accessible taxis. And I must say, um, it has been very smooth,
0: thankfully. Good, except for that one time.
1: Yeah, except for that wood time which was um, me coming home from college, the taxi arrives, and it can only fit a manual chair.
0: Yeah, how you fix, throw it up there yourself, so, you'd be grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well, you know. Dear God. Um, And Dan, we we were kind of fortunate, I suppose, to uh, conclude our conversations with um, Double South FM uh, earlier this year uh, to come and join the station um, Mm. and bring our little podcast uh, to the airwaves and to the greater population of uh, Dublin. (laughs) On 93.9 FM and beyond, actually, because it's... I lied around the world. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you could be listening to this in uh, somewhere else, really. I was going to say somewhere like Outer Mongolia, but I have no idea what the coverage is like out there. Um, Yeah, you know. Um,
1: No, that that was um, that that was that was great news, and it was it was something that um, we we were really excited about at the time, and we still are actually just to be able to, to you know, re- record episodes on a weekly basis in a studio again. Um, I know when we when we first started, we were kind of having to pre record elements of it because
0: of. Well, in, f- in fairness, I think I think it was it was probably the sensible thing to do, um, yeah. you know, from their point of view, uh, just to kind of um, give us, you know, half an hour, 30 minutes or 20, well, it was 29 minutes. Um, for a half hour show and kind of let us at it. But I mean, you know, we're in now, Dan, the calculator um, does. <laughs> you know, I, I let the air of your tyres. <laughs> yes, leave keeps pointing out to the risen there isn't in your tyres.
5: <laughs> but our,
0: <laughs> our first one actually was a good chat with the Irish Wheelchair Association and their ability team. Uh, today, we are joined by the manager of the programme, uh, Jennifer Murray, Anne Hopkins, who's a job coach for the eastern end of the country, uh, Joanne Dawson uh, from the who represents a okay. job coach for the South and then Sarah chalk who is a job coach in the west hello everybody and good morning good
6: morning, good morning. how are you
7: good
0: morning. good morning great listen thanks very much for joining us um we'd love to talk to you today about the ability program you can tell us and our listeners all about it um, and what you get up to we know it's uh, it, we well we know it's terribly important Jennifer we might start with you if you don't mind uh, if you could explain the program to us
4: Absolutely. Um, and hi, Dan and Aaron thanks million for having us on. It's always great when we can get a chance to talk about what we do. Um, so the Ability Programme is a programme funded by the European Social Fund, and it's administered in Ireland through Public. So we, there's four of us on the team, and what we do is we provide a job coaching service for 18 to 29-year-olds with any sort of physical disability in the Republic. And so I'm just highlighting that any physical disability because of course when you say Irish Wheelchair Association, people automatically assume a wheelchair, but it's not, you know, it's um, <laughs> affect people, disability can affect people in lots of different ways physically, so it's not just for wheelchair use. One of the key things about our programme is it's to get people closer to employment, closer to what it is they want to do, and that looked really different for everyone, you know, depending on how job ready they are when they come to join us on the program so like progression for one person could be downloading the bus timetable uh, and progression for another person could be doing mock interviews or or um you know editing their linkedin profile or you know it depends on where the person is at what point they are in their own career journey so that's pretty much a summary of what it is that we do
0: lovely uh i suppose uh, you know uh yes we are we are in the middle of a pandemic and uh it is it's been tough for everybody how have you your from your own point of view, how has work been, Joanne? Can we throw out at you? Just you know, kind of curious how how you know, working for for you. I mean, we're all here in our in our little in our little rooms, and uh, you know, it all looks lovely. Uh, I'm sure we've been out, but probably not that much.
6: Absolutely, like for us in the programme and the ability to programme, the way it's changed is pre-COVID, we were all out in the road. So we were travelling a lot throughout our regions and throughout our counties, within our regions, but now the way it's gone, everything is remote. Obviously we can't do face-to-face meetings and all that like we would have used to have done. So everything has gone remote, so everything's gone virtual. So through the likes of Zooms and Microsoft Teams, all that, phone calls, text messages with clients, you know, and that kind of thing. So it's very much gone that way. But it's given us, I think, more scope for clients, you know, because we were traveling so much, that took up more time, you know, that kind of a way. So at least it gives more scope for clients to come in. And if they need um, an appointment this week, at least we could facilitate that, whereas before we mightn't have been able to because we were on the road so much and that kind of thing. So that's the way it has changed um, the program
0: that's that that is interesting I mean I I we we've, something something that I've been talking about a lot lately is kind of has has this kind of uh, have you seen a level or a leveling of the playing field for your 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 clients when it comes to um, looking for jobs um, or even getting jobs so we say we're all we're all in the same boat now like we'd often say now that everybody is living the life of a disabled person being at home and being restricted and being um, and I can make the point now, we're, we're here on Zoom, <clears throat> excuse me, recording this. And if, if we look at everybody here, nobody has a disability. Um, have you seen any sort of uh, change in the way um, your employers are, are, are looking at employing people?
6: Yeah, I think there's definitely, it's interesting because since this has come in, obviously we've all been forced to work from home. The majority of us have, you know, so obviously with that, then, and you can see that from the government there, but they brought out the uh, the strategy back in January in relation to remote working and all that. So, um, with with that, then, I mean, it's 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 um, becoming more that people will, you know, the, the flexibility of working from home. A lot of people are looking at uh, the mixture of working from home and going back into the office. A lot of people no longer now want to go back into the office full time. So all that, of course, is going to have an impact then of people with disabilities, and it's the flexibility among employers now that's brought that more in, and and that so absolutely.
4: Um, I was just going to say that you know this was always going to come down the line, remote working, but COVID has just just accelerated it. Um, and while definitely it has allowed um, more accessibility to the workforce for people with disabilities, I don't think that it's going to solve all the issues like. If you think about the social social isolation that it, uh, COVID has caused, I don't think someone with a physical disability who already has issues getting places for them to be, you know, working from home full time isn't, isn't going to be, isn't going to solve that, but it, it, it will help definitely. But I think it's going to be a mixture going forward of, of office-based and home-based. But, I, you know, we've had employers before COVID who were setting up work placements with us and with our clients. And then when COVID hit, they were able to change. They had to, you know, they had to be flexible and they had to adapt. And so both the client and the employer then adapted in order to do that work placement fully remotely, as well as all the induction and training that went with that. So it's, it is going to have huge positive implications.
1: Yes, that was um, Anne Hopkins at her and her team um, at the IWA, who. Um, I think it's very aptly named the ability team because they are in a position where um, they help you get into the workforce and um, show your abilities. Um, So um, I've had the opportunity to to, um, sign up uh, with them. And uh, I've actually collaborated with Anne, um since on um a few applications uh to jobs i think we we mentioned um the pa situation i'm I'm currently in at, at at various stages towards the end of last year um so that has kind of put the brakes on it a little bit but um it's great to know that that facility is there. Mm. Um, and
0: we're going to have them again. But I, I, I'm looking forward to having them on again this year, actually, and just uh, catching up with them and see what the crack is.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of an update too. Yeah, it's um, an
0: update and just checking your homework as well and, and really find out like, from Anne and the team, actually, are you doing anything at all? Or are you just pulling the lead?
7: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. We had a very interesting conversation later late in the middle of, of, of this year, Dan, um, with uh Grace Alice O'Shea.
1: Yeah, um, this was as you said, particularly interesting. Um Grace Alice O'Shea is a relationships and sexuality educator. Um, and I remember having um conversations with you prior to that episode going um you know is there something like that, that you'd be up for and you said yes and uh, it was it was a very interesting conversation and I think I learned an awful lot about myself actually during that conversation just to be able to i suppose vocalize my thoughts around disability and and sexuality and and sex in general because i don't think it's it's something that that is talked about nearly enough well Um, you're no you're right
0: as well and when you started to me, i said god we're going to talk about willies or something but (laughs) that's not what it was about really um and it, yeah, it's 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 a conversation obviously that it isn't had enough, uh, mm. and where would you go to have the conversation in the first place?
1: Yeah, this I is see. the
0: thing. It's it's about it's about it's about having that. We we'll listen, but we we'll listen to a little bit of Grace. I think will we?
1: Indeed. Today we are joined by Grace Alice O'Shea. Thank you very much for joining us.
3: Oh no, thank you for having me. I'm so excited. So excited to be here in Chatty.
1: So you are a sexuality educator.
3: Yes, that's correct. Um, sometimes I just go by sex educator, sometimes I go for the full relationships and sexuality educator, but that can be a bit of a mouthful at times. But uh sexuality educator sums it up pretty nicely, I think.
0: I'm of an age, right? Um where this is i'm kind of almost amazed by this right that that something like this exists um you know for for me i suppose kind of uh, we say sex education or whatever when we're growing up like probably the hints and tips you might have got now were out of the underworld uh, on the help pages uh i don't know who's asked or somebody like that kind of thing so is it is this a modern thing now or is it is it going a while
3: I guess it is quite modern. Um, I was only talking about this yesterday, actually, to a uh, psychosexual therapist. And I was saying that, you know, the kind of jobs we do, they're not the kind of jobs that are just advertised, you know, and, and, and ready made and you walk into them, you know, um, you kind of really have to create your own role in the sexuality field. That's, that's my experience of it anyway. So I think, in that aspect it's quite modern um like it certainly wasn't on the cao form when i was 17 (laughs) i wasn't like oh i'm gonna be a sex educator that's what i've always wanted to do it's kind of i i find that it's something people find themselves ending up in this field um so i would say it is quite modern i mean sex education has been i suppose when you think of in ireland it certainly is quite modern um it you know it has been around for a while but again the standard of sex education has probably changed a lot and um it's now it's becoming more and more i think accepted and more mainstream i would certainly hope so but i really do feel it is Um, is there
0: much of a community then of
3: there is and it's a small community but it's growing um so in ireland i would say that you know I might have a list of about 10 to 20 people who are either sex researchers, uh, sex therapists, sex educators um, in, in those kind of roles. And we all kind of know each other, even if it's just over online, which in a way is lovely because it's kind of, it, it's just lovely to be part of this, you know, when it's, when it's beginning to really grow and take off. But at the same time, God, it is so small. Like when people are asking me for recommendations for a sex therapist, I can only name a few in Ireland, and a lot of them are booked up for ages.
1: And yourself and myself, Grace, would have first uh, linked up a couple of years ago at the Positive Sexual Health Conference in um, in the Mansion House. Um, and I was there at the time talking about um, disability and sexuality and kind of the rights of people with disabilities um, to have sexual life, essentially. Um, And I was just curious as to what your opinions on that were around kind of disability and and sexuality.
3: Yeah, well, I have very strong opinions about it. Um, I originally trained as an occupational therapist, so that is my um, original degree. Um, So from the get-go, I was interested in you know, I suppose, how people with disabilities navigate the world and um, just wanting to be in some way involved in, in something that could maybe enable people to do things that they want to do and have really as fulfilling a life as possible.
0: Interesting conversation, Dan. Absolutely. And as I said,
1: I I, I learned an awful lot about myself during that conversation. Um, and I learned an awful lot about just... Disability and and sexuality in in general, and I I suppose the more we can have, um, I I think I remember I remember sharing it again uh, towards the 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 latter end of um twenty twenty one, and saying something to the effect of the more that we can have conversations that are maybe traditionally uncomfortable or traditionally left in the shadows or unsaid or unsaid yeah that that can only be be a positive thing going forward so uh i'd like to to say a huge thank you to grace uh, for her time
0: hmm. so uh we also had a chance to um support neve dunphy um of irish music gems the podcast Indeed. Um, uh, Long-time friend of the show. Absolutely, uh, and her own little legend as well. She uh, got involved with Sean's Big Build, mm-hmm. um, which was a fundraiser uh, for a young child who um, was having difficulties in his home. Uh, so basically, they needed an extension um, so they could actually live their lives. Um, yeah, at, at an acceptable level, I suppose, really. Uh, they, were, yeah. they were struggling to get the support from... Um, I suppose official channels. Um, mm. So, mm. Neve had a an online concert with her tribe, yeah. which is about the only way I can call it now at this stage. <laughs>
7: um,
0: her band of merry followers, uh, yeah, you know, yeah,
1: yeah. Her, her squad, her squad, uh, yeah, absolutely, um, yeah, you
0: know, uh, brilliant. That was absolutely fantastic. Oh, uh, totally I, I really double. enjoyed that. Yeah, um, you had a right good conversation with Carol Doyle. I did.
1: Yeah. Um, this was around his, um, show that was on the RT player, um, towards the latter half August, 2021, um, go outside and play. Um, and he collaborated with, um, Carl Mullen, who is now on, um, two of them breakfast show with, uh, Darren Garhi and Donnachadh Callahan. Uh, the two of them collaborated and went travelling around Ireland to look for
7: um, accessible locations?
0: Absolutely. Here's a little bit of that.
7: What's up, man? How are you doing, Carl? How's things? I'm good, man. I'm really excited to be on the uh, on the podcast. I've had a few listens to a couple episodes, and uh, I do really like the podcast. So you've definitely got yourself a uh, a new fan here so thanks for having me
1: thank you very much thanks for thanks for coming on so tell us a little bit about that title of yours content creator what does that cover
7: that means basically i'm just a, a mixed bag for media stuff because i can't decide what i like the most so um, really i'm just a guy who works on videos first and foremost podcasts Uh, So I edit them, I shoot them, um, and I also do a bit of presenting now, I guess, as well. So just a a big, broad term. That's why I like the phrase uh, content creator.
1: Brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. And that brings us on to uh, Nerdy Bird Media. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
7: Yes, so Nerdy Bird Media is uh, the business that me and our mutual friend, Saoirse Shad, uh, run together and it's again just us making content for a bunch of different country uh, companies and um, yeah it's just been a business we started just after college kind of a uh, making videos for a lot of different companies doing a wide range of stuff and uh, been at it ever since.
0: So That, that just goes to show you um, I suppose how things happen really between a conversation of um, you know, with Carol going in to have a chat with somebody about one thing and then discussing something else and having a conversation with that, and then suddenly, oh yeah, do you remember Carl? Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's how it works. So it, it is all about lots and lots of conversations.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Keep on, keeping the 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 lines open, as they say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of lines, Dan, um we slipped the lines this year and we took our road trip.
1: Indeed, we went on our own little road trip. Um down to Lockery.
0: On Shannon.
1: On Shannon. Um, absolutely. Uh to check out their their access for all um boats. Absolutely brilliant.
0: That was some crack, Dan. That was just good fun. Um, and I, I keep meaning to say to uh, the owner of the Dan Mobile, "You're mad. There's some set of wipers in that car. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, no, that was good fun. Um, the road was like a roller coaster uh, just outside Munagar, but um, that was fine. I didn't know at one stage. I didn't know one stage whether I was seasick or hungry. <laughs> it just seemed to go up and down and up and down. But the boat itself, Dad, that was uh, lovely.
1: Yeah, no, it, and it's it's great to see, um, a facility like that, you know, getting the green light and because they they were working for years, um, to put this this project together. I know our friend um, James Cawley, um was quite heavily involved um, in it, um, as was. Here in as well. Um, oh, we got so, to meet,
0: which was lovely, actually. Yeah. I did, thought that was great. Yeah, he dropped in solo to us. Didn't get a chance to stick the microphone in his face. But uh, you know, I suppose out of respect for the man and all the time got a microphone yeah. stuck in his face, we decided to <laughs> kind of yeah, to uh, not do that to him.
1: Absolutely. Um, but it, it's definitely something that um I would love to get back down to. Um, and do again because it's it's as as you we were saying it's great to know that it's there, um, and to provide uh, people with disabilities with an outlet that they might not have ordinarily
0: had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Dan, we had our first I suppose live show in September uh, on here on Dumb South FM, uh, live in the studio. Um, which was go crack, terrifying, <laughs> yeah,
1: but good yeah. fun, absolutely. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. It definitely brought us back to um college assignment days, but the only difference was this was the real world. Um, uh, so yeah, no, it was uh, it was thoroughly enjoyable. We um spoke to um. Screen race. uh friends of ours from our undergrad who gave us um uh, all things movies and tv and then of course we had our good friend uh, neve um from irish music james giving us all the latest when when it comes to tunes
0: absolutely and her posse
1: indeed and uh i should add as well she has continued to give us absolute tunes
0: since. Yeah, you know, I think Dan uh, We're gone so radio now You know, it's just oh, We're so really <laughs> radio heads now uh, Completely uh, I think this year I think we're going to have to just work harder Yeah I think uh, get back to our roots um, You know Start talking to people with disabilities again And, and find out what their issues are um, yeah. You know, and just kind of get back to it I've had so much fun last year Dan
1: absolutely likewise likewise um and yeah i'm i'm just I, as you've been saying kind of i'm excited to to continue to work harder this year and and look for stories and and search out for stories and and talk to people that that wouldn't ordinarily um have their voices heard and and uh yeah Give them a platform to, to share their story. That's what we do.
0: Absolutely. So if you want to get in contact with us, you can get us at danadara at gmail.com. You will find us on Facebook, on the Instagram, we're uh, even on LinkedIn, for God's sake. We're all over the place. Indeed. So, Dan, here's the 2022. Absolutely. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, and happy new year to all our listeners. Uh, this has been uh Danadara on Dublin South FM. I have been Darren McNicholas. I'm Dan Airy. Next up is
5: Ray M with Country Sounds. I will talk to you very soon.